In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, on this Feast of the Holy Apostles, the highest court of this land has issued a ruling. The decision was eagerly awaited by millions of Americans. Earlier this year, over 200 members of Congress petitioned the Supreme Court to use this ruling on a Louisiana abortion law as an opportunity to pronounce at long last on the legitimacy of the 47-year-old ruling Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion throughout the United States. Justice Clarence Thomas did not disappoint. This devout Catholic jurist exercised his office to utter words today which we have longed for and prayed for for decades. To quote the most powerful words of the opinion he wrote today, the Constitution does not constrain the state's ability to regulate or even prohibit abortion. This court created the right to abortion based on an amorphous, unwritten right to privacy, which it grounded in the legal fiction of substantive due process. As the origins of this jurisprudence readily demonstrate, the putative right to abortion is a creation that should be undone. Roe is grievously wrong for many reasons, but the most fundamental is that its core holding that the Constitution protects a woman's right to abort her unborn child finds no support in the text of the 14th Amendment. More specifically, the idea that the framers of the 14th Amendment understood the due process clause to protect a right to abortion is farcical. In 1868, when the 14th Amendment was ratified, a majority of the states and numerous territories had laws on the books that limited and in many cases nearly prohibited abortion. It would no doubt shock the public at that time to learn that one of the new constitutional amendments contained hidden within the interstices of its text a right to abortion. The fact that it took this court over a century to find that right all but proves that it was more than hidden. It simply was not and is not there. Rose's reasoning is utterly deficient. In fact, not a single justice today attempts to defend it. Because we can reconcile neither Roe nor its progeny with the text of our Constitution, those decisions should be overruled. Justice Thomas was joined today in his opinion by three other justices. Had he been joined by four, the right to kill children in the womb would be history and Wisconsin's ban on abortion, still on the books, 
would once again have force of law. And I dare say the feast of Saints Peter and Paul, which has never received much honor in this non-Catholic nation, would henceforth also be known as Right to Life Day. It was not to be. A decisive fifth vote was needed from another Catholic jurist, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Despite his known agreement with that opinion, he declared that he could not overturn the murderous precedent of the past 47 years. He declared himself obligated to vote to strike down the Louisiana law's fuel restrictions and thus uphold, once again, the right to kill the most defenseless of his fellow human beings. Why do I tell you these things? To use the pulpit for current events as if you weren't already inundated enough? No. To remind you that there is such a thing as just anger. Yes, just anger toward those who trample our religious freedom in the name of a virus. Just anger toward those who attack and murder our brave and dedicated police officers. Just anger toward those bloodthirsty iconoclasts who tear down statues of the saints. But all that is nothing compared to the just anger reserved for those who know the truth and fail in their sworn duty to confess it. Those who know what is right and shrink from doing it. Those who wield the gavel of justice and thrust it in the back as a dagger of treason. Arise, O Lord, and judge thy cause. Forget not thy little ones. The cup of iniquity is well nigh full. It is now the cup of divine wrath that shall be poured out on this sinful nation. The feast of Saints Peter and Paul also commemorates the beginning of the 300-year Roman persecution of Christians. On this day, the founders of the Roman Church consecrated the eternal city with their blood. And that pagan city, where all unspeakable vices reigned supreme, would continue to spill the blood of the disciples of Christ until the true faith triumphed and Rome became the mother of all Christendom. The martyrs of our time are already appearing within the streets of American cities we know and love. For there could be no peace between the servants of the Immaculate Mother of God and the daughters of Jezebel, no truce between the apostles of Christ and the ministers of Moloch. Holy Apostles Peter and Paul draw our nation back from the way of death and the path of perdition, and by the suffering of God's servants, call her to the true faith and light of life. Amen.